Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Pin Hook Bourbon. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I mean, the weather is kind of a bit gloomy. We've had a bit of a couple rainy days here in Cincinnati, but oh, yeah. I'm excited for one thing and one thing only today, and this is going to be a special episode kind of... As a result of it, uh, the Kentucky Derby. Hell yeah. We're filming this probably three and a half, four hours before the Derby starts. Yep, exactly. So, so we're, kind of, we're obviously excited. This is our third edition of the Kentucky Derby Distilled Discussion Podcast. The last yeah. two Kentucky Derbies, we've recorded one, even though the one Derby, I believe, was pushed back to the, the fall because of COVID. Um, but we've done, uh, you know, this is our third one. Uh, you can obviously look at uh, Talk Derby and Talk Derby to Me 2.0. I don't know the actual uh, episode numbers. I probably should have uh, yeah, done some more research, too. but I did not. But anyway, we love the Kentucky Derby because it's Kentucky, it's Louisville, it's bourbon. I mean, it's everything that, we, that we're that we here for. Yeah. We went to Louisville for my bachelor party. Yeah. I mean, so obviously we're very excited about it. Andy, have you looked into the horses at all have you looked I'm, into the race or are you just here for the experience like what what's the where are you at with the derby i'm gonna be honest this time of the year i'm gonna be lazy about the kentucky derby like researching the horses and everything um just being from indianapolis there's a little bit more of a more famous race this time of year you like um, the just as famous of a race this time of year the indy 500 sure that i'm more interested in frankly but you know like i'll still um so at least like the, the Kentucky last Derby is so up your alley though. With, yeah. With bourbon and everything I was just yeah. talking about. Um, so, I mean, it's just, I, I've been lazy at least the last couple of years, like looking at the horses and yeah, everything. Sure. So I'm assuming you don't have uh you don't have a horse in mind. No, I don't have like a horse gotcha. in mind. I've placed no bets. Like I'm at least the last couple of years, I've just been in it for the experience. Sure. Finally. Yeah. We did the last couple of years. Like we've, like I said, we did the, we did the podcast and then we turned the derby on and we have some people over and this is going to be the biggest year yet because yeah. I'm very excited about the whiskey that we're, we're trying today. I'm very excited about the party. It's the biggest party, the derby party we've thrown to date in the last, at least since we started the podcast. Yeah. More people invited, more, you know, more drinks, more mint juleps, more food, uh, more, more Woodford and, and more whiskey. Of and course. Just more uh, gambling as well. I actually, I placed, uh, I picked, I went for a long shot. I placed a hundred dollar bet on a horse called Charge It. And, uh, I, like I said, I, I put a hundred bucks down. And if, uh, if the horse wins, it'll be a $2,100 payout. So, I'm obviously hoping that that hoping horse that you can, can get that. Can win. Yeah, it's been a few years since I picked the winner. A lot of times, I I think that uh, you know you you have the favorites and you kind of have the long shots. And typically, I know which of the favorites I think has the best shot, and I know which yeah. one of the long shots has the best chance of winning. Oh but yeah. Typically, I place a bet on one of the long shots because it's such a better payout than one of the favorites. I don't want to gamble a hundred dollars if the payout's only going to be two hundred dollars. If I'm going to put up a hundred bucks and risk losing it, I want a two thousand dollar payout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I'm rooting for Charge It. Uh, I think it was twenty to one odds when I placed the bet. It's moved up to 14 to 1 odds uh, currently. I think there were like 10 horses that had better odds than it coming in. And, that, you know, uh, you know, just yesterday. And then I think today there's only five horses that have better odds than it. It's now at uh, 14 to 1. Uh, it's the eighth post. Um, so I think that's going to be um, 
you know, I'm really rooting for that. A lot of the favorites, I think Xandor is the one that I think is really going to win. I didn't place a bet on it uh, to, to kind of like hedge my bets, but um, so we'll see how it goes. I'm really excited, and I'm sure next week uh, or, you know, the week after, we'll be talking about uh, the results and how it all oh, went. Yeah. And it's going to be really exciting. But anyways, this bourbon is very much in line with the Kentucky Derby. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about it. I'm very excited for the Derby. So why don't we jump right on in? Andy, tell them out there everything they know they need to know about pinhook bourbon yeah well before i go into pinhook one last thing i wanted to mention about the derby sure if you're bougie about that and just want to drop all of your money all of your earnings on a horse that you made on like a drink um you know woodford reserve comes out with their like every year at the since i think they're the official sponsor of the derby yep. uh the bourbon sponsor of the derby uh, you know, they come out with their official like mint julep every year and sure. they had a silver and gold one additional ones every year. This year, I think it was a $1,000 silver mint julep and a $2,500 um, gold cup mint julep. Too rich for my blood. <laughs> yeah. So if you just want to go ahead and blow all your earnings on that. Right. <laughs> but um, getting into Pinhook Bourbon, um, which is a, really everything about this episode, um, you know, it was it's about eleven to twelve years old now. Originally founded in twenty ten, um, with the concept um, of trying to bring quote unquote vintages to bourbon, uh, much the same way that like wine has vintages, or kind of similar to what um, Waterford Irish whiskey is over in Ireland, um, with the way they do their distillation is um, over there. Sure, but. Um, it was something that, you know, they wanted to kind of, like, every year, they were, quote-unquote, going to make every year a different vintage of their bourbon or rye or single barrels, etc. Um, yeah. And it, it was something that, you know, up until about, so, like, the first decade or so, up until about 2020, they um, were actually sourcing their distillate from MGP. Uh, I don't know exactly which mash bills they were using. I couldn't find that when I was looking that up, uh, from MGP. I'm sure it would probably be some of the fairly, fairly standard ones that you would see from there. But, um, you know, in 2020, that was when they actually began to contract distill instead of, um, sourcing from MGP, they began to contract distill, um, their whiskey with con, uh, Castle Key Distillery. Um, down there in uh, Kentucky, which is, for anybody that knows the history of Castle and Key Distillery, that is actually, and there were some actual lawsuits over this related to Buffalo Trace, but they were actually, um, Castle and Key was at least operating from the where the former old Taylor Distillery was. So there's kind of some, you know, if Can anyone knows. This up? Yeah, that's fine. Um, so if anyone, you know, obviously in the bourbon industry knows the Taylor name, you know, uh, Taylor, you know, e, Colonel E. Taylor is a huge bourbon name for Buffalo Trace and in the whiskey game. So, you know, of course they, there are some contract disputes and law disputes about that. But, um, you know, that of course got settled out and everything. And, um, you know, in 2020, um, Pinhook began contract contract distilling with Castle and Key, and uh, it was something that you know when they began doing that they were it was proprietary mash bills that I couldn't find it 
either on Pinhook's website or anywhere else, like what those mash bills 100% are. But um, it was proprietary mash bills that they had created alongside Castle and Key, and then they're aging at least three to four years. Uh, I know the bourbon that we got this year, um, the 2022 vintage, so to speak, um, they're aging it at least three years. So probably, really, it's probably in that three to five year range. Um, But then once, you know, they've, of course, aged it, um, unless it's like a single barrel or a small batch product, which you kind of have to do your own special thing with it, even if legally it doesn't have its own connotation. Um, they end up blending each batch into kind of what they want it to taste like and everything for that year. Um, and it's, you know, of course it's an unfiltered expression for them. Uh, and each derives its label from a specific horse. Um, and each, you know, like each year, each specific labeling, whether it's the bourbon or the rye or a single barrel, etc., will derive like a specific horse, or will derive its label and everything for a specific horse. So, like this year, the uh, twenty twenty two bourbon, um, it's a one hundred proof bourbon, um, and it's the label is. You know, the horse is uh, Bourbondini. Um, and it, like, gives a, just kind of, like, a brief description of, like, what the horse is, like, how tall it is, every, read, like, read the it, size read out, of it. Read out the numbers. Um, so it's a 2022 bourbon, um, 100 proof, like I said, but the horse name is Bourbondini. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a uh, colt. Its color is bay. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's a, ma- a male horse. Yeah, it's a male horse, and then its horse size is sixteen point one hands, which I don't remember what that translates into. I guess a bay colored horse is um, like a, like a reddish brown. Okay. Sure. Okay. And then it, like I said, it's sixteen point one hands, um, but then the rest of it, it's just like it's a very simple label, just like showing a black and white photo of the horse, and then. Or like a kind of a, um, like a drawing of the horse, and then yeah. all it just says is like, oh, pinhook, um, Kentucky Street bourbon whiskey, unfiltered. Yeah, definitely. I and, love it. Yeah, it's a tall bottle, orange wax uh, seal. It's a, it's a cool looking bottle. Yeah, yeah, it kind of reminds you of a little bit of a wine bottle in that regard. Yeah, to some extent. Um, and it was kind of something of like. You know, their intent in trying to go about doing this, um, somewhat, like I said, somewhat similar to what Waterford Irish Whiskey does, is to see if they can, um, like, kind of create a separate and distinct expression of their bourbons and rye every year, or every different time they try and bottle something else, um, so that, you know, each year for them, they could possibly be different from the next year right. or the year after that, or like say, you know, three decades from now, etc. Sure. Um, or even kind of something like what barrel bourbon does. Um, I know we discussed them very early on in the podcast. Um, you know, like what barrel bourbon does where there's are single barrels. Pin kind of tries to recreate that except, except blending it. Um, but just a brief history of like the name, uh, before we get into like, their different products and the tasting of it is, um, you know, 
the reason they chose Pinhook is, as a name for the brand is um, that actually kind of ties back to the horses and everything there that they're trying to create around the brand is um, a Pinhook uh, is basically that derives or comes from like racing, horse racing, and horse breeding where, um, you know, racing horse owners and breeders will select or quote-unquote pinhook, um, select yearling horses um, in order to train them to be sturdy, like, competent, successful racehorses gotcha. one day. So um, very much tied into the Kentucky Derby thing. Exactly. Yeah, tied into that Kentucky Derby horse racing thing. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where pinhook as a distillery does kind of the same thing. You know, they pinhook, so to speak, select barrels in their contract distillation and everything that they want to, um, you know, that they like and want to, you know, either release at the right time as a single barrel release um, or, you know, figure, hey, this doesn't quite meet our standards for a single barrel. So let's either let's wait on it longer in order to release it as a single barrel or it's good to release now, but maybe we need to blend it, you know, into something similar to like what our Kentucky Street bourbon whiskey is. Sure. Um, and, you know, all of these will end up going into their flagship bourbon and rice uh, and then their single barrel bourbon and rice, high proof, high proof bourbon and rice. And then they have like a collaboration series, uh, artist series and vertical series rice and bourbons. Which are kind of their equivalents of like what other brands have for special edition limited release brands, basically. Yeah. So cool. That's basically just a history of Pinhook, what they do, who they are, everything about them. Absolutely. So, uh, you ready to do the tasting? Yeah, let's do, go about doing it. Let's do it. Uh, of course, we've got the uh, the the 2022 Pinhook here. So pour yourself a glass. We've already got ourselves one poured. Uh, as always with the tastings, we're going to start with the nose. I know it's 100 proofage, but it's still, it still seems very light. Yeah, it's very light there. Um, what, do you, what's, what are some notes that you're getting on the I'm nose? Ca- I'm kind of getting a little bit of like a caramel. Um, sure. It's it's just it's very stereotypical bourbon notes, but like very light to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm getting like some light floral notes. It does come through as a like you said a very typical stereotypical bourbon. I think they were going for right down the line Kentucky bourbon is what they wanted. Exactly. Let's give it a taste. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Trans translates pretty much as I would expect from the nose. Again, yeah, light, floral, some very keynote bourbon notes in it. What are you picking up? Um, I kind of pick up those like fruity, like citrus notes in it. Sure, absolutely. Like light oak or light barrel kind of in it. Yep. Um, yep. You know some earthy notes or like yeah. when i say earthy i kind of mean caramel and like oaky notes in it but yeah. it's like right there's just not a lot to it right i'm not um, blown away by it i don't think it's a it's a bad whiskey by any stretch of the imagination it's interesting you kind of would i think to really do a, a thorough review of this whiskey you would kind of have to maybe test it out over a few years because of how they yeah. do their different expressions exactly. 
Um, I think that would be the solid, best way to do it. Very, very interesting brand, solid taste. Um, Maybe it would be best in a cocktail. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. It's just it's it might have some of those flavors brought out by something that you like. You could do yeah, in yeah. like a Manhattan or how, old fashioned how, or other. How much was the the bottle? It was like forty or fifty bucks here in the Cincinnati area. Yeah. So you know, so maybe a little pricier than what it ta- like tastes as. But yeah, I still think it's. I mean, I really like it's, it. It tastes yeah. good. It's just not. Um, again, it's not something that's going to knock your socks off. As far as taste, ex- I exactly agree. You know, it's not something that's going to knock your socks off, but it's like it's something that like. If you have friends over or, like, if you want to do cocktails, stuff like that, like, they're going to look at the label every year and be like, oh, wow, they're going to be blown away by that. Like, it's going to attract their eye. Unique. You can always do that. Exactly. And there's always the story behind it. Like, taste maybe not quite as what you're up to, but that's, it's kind of the intrigue of the, 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 the story and everything. Exactly. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it from us this week, or I should say today. We're going to actually post this, release this today, the day of the Kentucky Derby, because uh, we're very excited about the Derby. Make sure you go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe. Please leave a review. Uh, listen to every episode of Distilled Discussion. Share them on your social media. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, we really do appreciate your support. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week. <laughs>